If the iron be blunt, and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. Keeping the sword sharp is extremely important in our lives. It's not a game. This is not this is a battle that we are in. It's not this is not going to be played in a in a fair fight. The devil is extremely desirous to destroy us and the world is extremely desirous to destroy us. And the only way that we are going to withstand those attacks is by keeping our spiritual sword sharp. The problem that a lot of people have is they've never sharpened the sword. And number two, they use the sword too much, and they don't take the time to sharpen it. They end up trying to do the work of God with a dull sword. Sharpening a sword is work. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes an eye to be able to look and say, hey, there's still a little nick here in this blade, and I got to work on it. And that's a, that's a type or an illustration of our lives a lot of times, a lot of times. We'll get one or two little nicks in our life, and it'll prevent us from being able to keep our sword sharp. So that's what we want to try to do today is try to keep that, sh that sword sharp by sharpening it. Well, our first question for today is going to be this. What is the difference between body, soul, and spirit? What is the difference between body, soul, and spirit. Now that in and of itself is a great question. I really appreciate getting that question. And I do want to thank everybody that is submitting questions, and I'm trying to get to them in a timely manner. But um, one thing I found out about questions is it takes some time to answer the questions. There is some effort that has to be put forth. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming that this question is coming out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse number 23, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse number 23, where the Bible says this, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right there in that verse, I see spirit, soul, and body, and that is what the question was. What is the difference between the body, soul, and spirit? So I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's where the question came from. Now, contextually, we're not going to answer this question contextually out of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, but we are going to use the Bible to answer the question. And I want to start, I want to start on the body end. I want to start with the body. So we're not going to start with the spirit, but we're going to start with the body. The body is our physical body. It's basically your makeup, which would be your height, your weight, your facial features, your skin tone, um, your muscle structure, your um, what makes you physically you, um, your hand size, your shoe size. All those things are unique to the body. Every one of them is unique to the body. The fact that we can see, the fact that we can smell, the fact that we can taste, the fact that we can touch, the fact that we can hear – all lets us know and gives us a relevance that there is a body that exists. The fact that I can pinch my skin and it causes pain lets me know that, hey, I, I am in a body. Now, the body, the body is what, what we could consider to be sense conscience, sense conscience. It can, like I said, it can see, it can hear, it can touch, it can feel, it can taste. It can do all these things. It has a sense about it. And we see 
We see in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 19 that one day the body is going to be gone. This body is going to, to disintegrate back to what it was. Let's read the verse. Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 19. The Bible says, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And of course, that was God talking to Adam after he sinned in the garden. But Adam could look at himself and go, hey, one day this hand is not going to close anymore. One day this foot is not going to take a step. Why? Because God said that that body was going to disintegrate back into the earth because, because of sin, just like our physical bodies will do. After, after death, the physical body immediately, immediately begins to start a process of breaking down and not, not being capable of doing what it did before, before the fact that death came. So your, so your body is actually your physical being that is sense conscience. It's like I said, taste, touch, hearing, smelling, all those things are, re, are resolved around the body. And the bodies are all unique. They come in different sizes, shapes, colors, all those things. God made us all different for a reason. Um, except for identical twins, everybody seems to look a little different. Now, of course, there are some that are, that are extremely close, but overall, I think we could all agree that 99.9% .9 of the bodies you see walking around, they differ from one another. And God designed it that way. Why? Because we were created in His image. And then secondly, secondly, we're going to deal with the soul. So we dealt with the body, now we're going to deal with the soul. Now the soul, the soul is who you are. You know, the soul is, is what, what you consist of. And, and it's kind of defined this way. Uh, it could be defined as your mind or how you think. Uh, you've met some people who are extremely serious-minded. You've met other people who are basically a jokester. And the reason being, that's how their soul is made up. Um, the soul is also affected by experience. Um, and I, I don't want to get too technical here, but we could say that um, a man, woman, boy, or girl who had experienced a traumatic event in their life, whether it was physical, mental, um, psychologically, um, spiritually, will be affected probably for the rest of their life because of that event because of that event. And that event affects the soul. It doesn't affect the body. It affects the soul. The soul is your mind. Um, it, it also, your soul also produces emotions. And we could see the difference between male and female there. A, a male is going to tend, is going to tend to naturally be less emotional. And a female is going to tend to be naturally more emotional. Now, that doesn't mean that one is better than the other or one is greater than the other or one is lesser than the other. That's just how our souls are made up. We have emotions. Inside that soul, you'll also find the conscience, the conscience of knowing right from wrong, of knowing good from evil. It's a conscience that is inerrantly put in there by God so that we can know right from wrong. You can take... You can take some of the most, let me see, I guess a good illustration would be this. You can, you can go to some pretty dark, deep corners of the world, 
and you will still find a conscience there. They have a conscience of certain customs that they do and certain customs that they don't do. Why? Because inside their soul, they feel as if those consciences are right. It's the ability to tell right from wrong. Also inside of our soul is going to be our will. And you've heard of some people saying, man, they're strong-willed. If, you, if you've ever been around if you've ever been around a strong-willed person, it's a unique experience. But that strong will comes from their soul. Some people have a stronger will to be able to overcome addictions or sins or shortcomings. They're just strong-willed. The people, some people have a strong will to be able to discipline their life. Some people have a weak will. And um, those things all, those things all consist and come forth from the soul of the man, woman, boy, or girl who possesses them. And those, the soul is also as unique as the body is. So you've got body, soul. And um, I took the book of Genesis chapter number two and verse number seven, and I hope you don't think that I've exhausted this topic by just giving you one scripture reference. I think I've got two for the last one. But by just giving you one scripture reference per per part of the body, soul, and spirit. But there's so many. If you have your Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, you can look these up and, and study them for yourself. But the book of Genesis chapter number 2 and verse number 7 is where I, where I chose to take the verse from. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. He became alive. You, you possess a soul because that is the way that God designed that God designed mankind. Every man, woman, boy, or girl has a soul. Um, we differ so much from the animal kingdom and the fact that the animal kingdom just has a body. They, they don't have souls. And I hope that don't hurt nobody's feelings. By, I know some people believe there'll be dogs and cats and chickens and pigs and everything else in heaven and pets and things like that. And uh, I'm not saying they're, they're not there, but um, I sure haven't seen it in the Bible yet. But God gave us a soul, and that soul is our self-conscience. That soul is, is what makes us up to be who we are. And it's affected by experience. So you have your body, your soul, and then lastly, and then lastly, you have your spirit. Now, your spirit is a unique, your spirit is a unique part of of your makeup and and there's only really one use for the spirit of of mankind or man woman boy or girl their spirit and that's to communicate with god when you pray your spirit communicates with his spirit um his spirit when you're under conviction about your sin deals with your spirit about your need to be saved it's how we communicate with god it's a god conscience so we have, you know, with the body, we have sense conscience. With the soul, we have self-conscience. And then with the spirit, we have a God conscience. And that God conscience in that spirit draws us to God. Um, when we are in a lost state, before we knew Christ, in every man, woman, boy, or girl who walks around on the earth that's ever born has a void inside their spirit that only God can fill. They try to fill it with everything else. That's why, that's why P. 
People get addicted to drugs. People get addicted to alcohol. People get addicted to money. People get addicted to working. People get addicted to immorality. And the reason that those things happen is because inside of their spirit is a void that only God can fill. So the spirit is how you communicate with God. The book of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 16 says this, the Spirit, and if you have your Bible there in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 16, you can notice that the Spirit, the word Spirit, the first time is capitalized, and the second time it's not. That's because the first time it's talking about God's Spirit, the second time it's talking about our Spirit. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our Spirit that we are the children of God. Communication with God is brought about by this Spirit. And then the book of John, chapter 4, and verse number 24, and you'll notice the same, the same capitalization of the word spirit and then the same lowercase of the word spirit. But there in John 4, 24, it says this, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's that part that communicates with God. So man, is a, man has three parts. He has the body. He has the soul, and he has the spirit, and that's mankind, meaning every man, woman, boy, or girl. I hope that answered your question. I want to move on quickly to the second question. Thank you again for sending it in, and if you have any more, feel free to send them in. I will answer them in due time. All right, the second question for this evening is this. Should I place a value on prayer more than study or study more than prayer? Now, that's a good question. Does one have more value to my spiritual life than the other? I'm going to read it through one more time. Question number two is this. Should I place a value on prayer more than study or study more than prayer? Does one have more value to my spiritual life than the other? Man, that, that, is, a great, that is a great question, and, and I'm hoping that this, it helped me when I got the question, because I was like, wow, that's, that's unique. That, that to me is somebody who's trying to, um, that's somebody who's trying to walk with God. Or, you know, reading your Bible and praying is two essentials for Christian life. But I, I pulled two verses out of the Bible. The first one's going to be in the book of Joshua, chapter number one, in verse number eight. The second verse will be in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. We'll read the one in Joshua, chapter one, verse number eight first. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Now, what's that talking about? That's talking about the Word of God. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Of course, this is talking about... Um, the Bible. This is talking about study. This is talking about the Word of God. And then 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 17, the Bible says this, pray without ceasing. Now, let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask you a question on sharpening the sword. How am I supposed to pray without ceasing and at the same time meditate therein day and night on the Word of God? Is there, an, is there one that's more important than the other? Absolutely not. Both of them are equally important. But both of them need to be done. 
It's not that one day you need to get up and read 20 chapters of the Bible. The next day you need to get up and pray all day. Both those would be good things, by the way. But you need to be balanced as a Christian. You need to be able to meditate in the Word of God day in and day out. And you need to be in a constant state of prayer day in and day out. The question is not an easy question to answer because the answer is we all as Christians need to draw closer to God. We all need to stay in a state of prayer. We all need to meditate upon the Word of God constantly. Why? Because it's commanded of God. God said you're supposed to meditate therein day and night. And then he says, pray without ceasing. Now, of course, you can study this out, but the answer is very clear. There's not one that's more important than the other. They're both equally important. Just like a combination, a one-two combination, you need them both. I mean, if you, if you take anything, you know, one plus one is always going to equal two, but if you take anything that's, um, that's power-driven, it's got a cord and then it's got a, a trigger you pull. You take any car and it has an engine and a transmission, and you take any Christian, and he needs to pray and study equally. They're equally important to have a balanced life. Now, could I say that you take on top of this life of prayer and study, which I believe, I believe the person who asked this question is doing those two things. Otherwise, they wouldn't be wanting to know, hey, could, should I pray a little more or study a little more? But you take those two things and you balance them out in your life. And you throw on top of those things a faithful church attendance, a good godly witness to lost people, and clean living, and I promise you, friend, I promise you, you will live a victorious Christian life. You will experience everything God has for you, and you will walk around with joy unspeakable and full of glory constantly. Why? Because you're balancing your life. Extremely important in the Christian life. Thank you again for sending in all the questions. I hope that the podcast was a blessing and a benefit to you here at Biblical Principles. And if you need to get a hold of me or if you want to submit some more questions, you submit those by email at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you again for joining us. And until we meet again, let's all try to keep the sword sharpened. <laughs>